Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy, it's the track! Avenelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Welcome back to the Boar Breakdown podcast and I'm here now as always um, with Elliot and Dana. Um, So guys, let's kick things off quite quickly. Um, Stoke um, away last week, nil-nil at the Bet365 Stadium, a game where we could have potentially won um, or maybe we were unfortunate um, just to, to draw the game in general. But Elliot, I want to start off with you. How do you think the, the game went on Saturday? Um, yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was quite an even game. Um, we had the same amount of shots um, on goal. Stoke had a little bit more possession. Um, judging, it, judging on it by that, you know, it seems like a fair result. Um, that's without obviously looking at Hugo's chance where he was clean through on goal and decided to hit straight at the keeper um, but you know I think overall it was a, a bit of a scrappy game um, and you know was, there, there was a few chances either end but they weren't as clear cut as Hugo's um, Randolph was great once again um, pulled off some good saves um, Wing and Tav came on I was quite pleased with that um, I thought Tav showed a bit of naivety um, when he got played through and he he could have squared it. Uh, I was hoping Jordan Hugo wouldn't have been on the end of that, but he could have squared it. Um, decided to go for goal instead and Hugo looked a bit disappointed with that. But yeah, I guess that's all of really what I, I took away from that. Yeah. No, good. Dana, are you the same or Johnny? Yeah, the same. I will add though, Dave Bart was exceptional in that game, man of the match, definite. But Touching on Tav, um, I thought when when Tav came on, it gave us more balance. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I do agree. It was it was you know a little bit naivety with that with that chance, but when he came on, I thought we looked better going forward. Mm. But I mean, there's still problems, but it looked promising with Tav on. No, no, I agree. I think we were more balanced, and I, I want to probably touch on your point with Danny Bart in a second. But I thought in general, like we we did play quite well on Saturday, even though it was like a nil-nil draw. I thought we were unfortunate. I was screaming at my telly when Hugo was going through. I know we said off the mic that we all thought, kind of thought Hugo was going to miss, but I just thought dink it, just just dink it, just dink it over him. Like you've got the space, you've, he's he's already down. You can you have the chance just to lob it over him, or just hit it across goal. 
and it's in, and then he decides to just hit straight at the keeper. And but that's Jack Butland as well, isn't yeah. it? Jack Butland out of all, all what, keepers. Well, we never scored against Jack Butland, I feel like. I can't remember the last time we did score against Jack Butland. Remember when he played for Leeds? Yeah. We, could, we couldn't score. Um, he played for Stoke last year? No, the year when we were in the Premier League. Um, I think we did score, we did score a good passing, didn't we? Um, it was Alvaro and Gredo. That was the last person to score against him. The, 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 pers- the person that some fans think was useless for us, Alvaro Negredo. I can't believe people say that. But um, anyway, um, moving on with that, I know you mentioned Danny Bart as well, and Ian Smith actually put a question in saying, um, what, well, should we replace Danny Bart with Ayala? Now Ayala is back, in, uh, back from suspension, or would you keep Danny Bart in um, the squad? Danny Bart was brilliant, essentially, last, on Saturday. Kept us in the game, great blocks. Um, led the line quite well, made us defensively sound. But Ayala being a regular in the team, but do you think he deserves his chance now that Danny Bart has just been introduced to the team? Or do you move, uh, change formation to accommodate him? Elliot or Dana? Who's I say think? keep Bart in. Bart was fantastic against against Stoke. Yeah, Ayala's you know been a mainstay on our side all you know throughout the time in the championship, but. I thought Bart was excellent on against Stoke, and he was excellent against uh, Crystal Palace as well. So I don't think you can you can drop him after those two performances. Obviously, like I said, Daniel Ayala is fantastic, but I don't think we should go forward with the three at the back. I think it was a decent formation for us at the start, and I still do think it. You know, in terms of you know the fact that we don't have any wingers, that's you know mm-hmm. probably the reason. Well, is the reason why Tony Phillips went forward with a three-five-two, but. I don't know. I've put down, and you'll you'll see it later on in um, you know the the team that I've picked for for the weekend. I, I don't want. I don't really want to see a three five two at the moment. You don't. Are you the same, or do you think? We should yeah. No. Yeah. In? Yeah. I think me and Dana are the same with this sort of back three, back four. Um, obviously showing in the lineup earlier, we we choose that centre back, but I'd keep uh, Danny Bart in there as well. Um, he's more than you know proved. His worth um, in defence. Um, a work colleague of mine was saying today, though, um, kind of a contrasting point, but it depends how you look at it. That you know he was making a lot of good tackles, blocks, interceptions. Um, but you know you're doing a good job in that sense, but it shouldn't have really been there in the first place. But you know it's competitive games in the championship. Yeah. There's going to be chances either end. Um, but you know for me, um, I especially wouldn't be going with that sort of back. I know it's back three, back five, however you want to argue it, against um, Wigan, or or at least in home games, um, yeah. I'd definitely be going with a back four. So I'd, I'd play Bart with. Do you not think we look more balanced though in the, in the three at the back? I felt, in, especially at the start of the season, like he's, like he's eventually, it worked really well. Um, we've got the wing backs forward, and we were able to attack more on the counter attack, which is more of a purist style of play, should we say. Um, but I, th- I always feel like we play better with three at the back. And I'm kind of torn with IR coming back in the team because I know I've said this on the podcast loads of times that I just don't rate Danny Ayala. I, I, no, wait, I'll rephrase it. I do rate Danny, Danny, Danny Ayala, but he's so prone to like making mistakes and I always feel like he's going to get sent off or he's going to do something stupid. But then with Danny Bart, I just felt like, oh, you know what, he'd be all right. And, like, he's just dead confident. He was captain at Wolves last season who absolutely demolished the league. Um, he just seems like wise and decision making is really good as well so I don't know I may, maybe go for 
more like I'd, if we were going to go three at the back I'd probably play Fry over Ayala at the minute but that's just my personal opinion people are probably going to slate me for it and say that I know nothing about football um, but I'd rather play um, Danny Bar over uh, Danny Ayala um, but moving on Hugo starred uh, over Brit on on Saturday quite a surprise um, I know we're probably going to Hugo's missing a second but how do you think Hugo played in, in general in that game? Because I was actually quite impressed with how he held the ball up and, and moved moved across the line. Yeah, no, I agree. Apart from that, I think that first... Um, one of his first involvements, it literally looked like he'd been shot. Yeah. Do you remember that? Tony Pulis um, mentioned it after the game that he goes down too easily. And, and you know, I noticed that the first few games that he played. But I agree, I thought... In terms of his general play, you know, his hold-up play was good, brought others into play. You know, I thought, he, to be honest, he deserved that goal. It's just a shame that he's lacking confidence because you can see it. You can see that he's lacking the confidence and any other striker probably would have would have scored that. Well, maybe not a Middlesbrough striker, but I, it was it was a shame that he just didn't bury it because it would have done his confidence a lot of good. No, I agree. I, I, I know you shook your head when I said he, he, I thought he played all right, but... What's your no, 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 I, I think, think, I think you did as well. I think I, you must have just caught me off. But no, I, um, I think uh, I, I thought um, touching on that as well. I thought um, that he, he won a few flick out of that. I seem to recall like one chance as well where he knocked it onto someone. I don't know who it was, but he knocked it onto someone as well for a chance, which we were saying last week and even the week before that about um, that he wasn't really winning many headers for a you know guy in size. Which if he's holding up and um, winning flick-ons and he, he's doing the job of a striker his his size really so it's improvement um, but like Dana was saying I think he's just shot of confidence really no I agree but I think strikers do get judged on goals and yeah. that was a big big chance that um, we could have went top the league yes it's early doors but I think it's a, it's a massive miss um, do you think he should be starting on Saturday would you put him in um, over maybe Brit or should I say Gusted? Uh, I know we'll probably come on at that in a second, but do you think Hugo deserves to start from Saturday against Wigan? Uh, no, to be you honest. Uh, no, I think okay. I think that in terms of who we're coming up against, there's another striker I prefer. You'll you'll see it later. Ah, okay, you'll okay. See it later, but yeah, no, I don't think at the moment he's he's short on confidence. Yeah, you know he does need. He does need game time to get that confidence up and hopefully score, but at the moment, no, not for me. All right, okay. So I know I know this on Twitter earlier. Is that you uh, arguing with your marketing director Jimmy Lee's um, at Mayo Media? Um, I know that you, you think Gustav is technically our best striker, so I kind of <laughs> want to see what you think of think about this. No, it, it, I think it's a it's been a little bit spiraled a bit out of control. What what it was with with Gested was it was kind of more of a prediction um, last week where I thought he was kind of going to come on um, with his physicality late in the game. Sort of we were going to score a set piece against Stoke. Um, the game didn't really pan out like that. Um, and and what I found earlier when I was digging around for some stats and stuff is uh, for average match rating. I was like scrolling down through our team, and it says a lot about our team that um, the top five were the goalkeeper and four defenders, um, <laughs> and then there wasn't a striker that featured in the top ten um, until twelfth place, and it was Gusted on yeah. average match rate. And obviously, it's different; he's played less minutes. Um, but so when I was looking as well, I was seeing if he was top for any of the statistics. Obviously, aerial jewels; he was top four. Um, but I, I failed to mention obviously shots on goal and. 
shots in the box and everything he was he was well on and Brett and Hugo actually so okay yeah, it's, it's one of them no fair enough fair enough um, I thought I'd just ask you just yeah. in case that yeah. you thought Gusted was the best striker but to be fair though Gusted had that really good season with Blackburn um, where him and Jordan Rhodes was just got like 40 goals between them or something well, I think that's why where he works better in a, in a front two yeah. um, because like I said if he's winning those aerial duels then you need someone else around so as Jimmy Lee's pointed out, he did say if he's winning the headers, then what's coming after? Which yes. there isn't very much. Very so. well. Would you play the three-five-two? Put Ayala in there, then play Gusted and Hugo or Britis on the longer up front. Oh, it's yeah. a difficult one, isn't it? There's something you said it to me about set pieces, and I just just put this in here. Just uh, we haven't scored from a set piece since Ayala, West Brom in August, and for a team of Tony Pulis that is managed by Tony Pulis. I was quite surprised by that. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. We haven't scored many goals in general anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really score goals at the football club. Um, obviously, on Saturday, <laughs> on Saturday um, we actually, if we don't score, be four games. At, no, I think it'd be five games. Five games, games, yeah. games we've actually scored a, a Borough player. Borough player has, hasn't scored a goal Depressing. at home in the league um, by Lewis Wings Thunderbolt against uh, Burton. But there is one player I kind of want to mention, and it's player that could be played up front he could be also playing the wing but he's in my opinion he's been very very poor um, since probably September time that's Martin Braithwaite um, I know that we were speaking um, in, our, in our Facebook group but Dana um, Martin Braithwaite God where to start um, not a fan okay his, his head's just not at Middlesbrough and I don't think it has been since he signed um, I mean you can't just come on Twitter, eat a palm on and expect to be the second coming of Johnny Neal. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work like that. <laughs> You've got to do a lot more. And we're Borough fans, you know, we know what we want to see from, you know, the, the players that represent our football club. We want to see dedication. And I think for the past few months, probably more, you know, we haven't seen that that dedication from uh, from Martin Braithwaite. And... You know, there's no doubt. There's no doubt in what he can offer us, but the question is, is he offering us it now? And the simple answer is not. And it's because he just doesn't want to be here. No, makes sense. I, I probably agree with you. Um, I know he said that oh, he'll give everything for the club, but it's just like he doesn't look asked, or like he looks like it's too physical for him. Maybe in like a French league or a Spanish league, he probably will thrive in there because he has more time on the bottom. Probably Italy would probably be the best league for him. Now him now because. The Italian league's a lot slower than any other league in Europe, um, apart from like the last 20 minutes where it starts to really pick up the pace, obviously by the event that's last night where they gave away two goals against United, but um, that might be his his league, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did leave come January, I wouldn't be surprised if Pius was like, right, you can kind of fuck Sling off. Sling Yeah, a little bit, you can go away. Oh, fuck uh, off. Or, yeah, <laughs> or likely as Tony Pius would do as a naked headbutt. Um, which was well, his stock days. Um, else, are you the same uh, with? <laughs> are you the same with Martin Braithwaite as well, or are you just um, you're on the fence? Yeah, no, I, I was on the fence. Um, but as time's going on, he, he's not he's not showing anything. Um, I think because even I think I was still sort of living on the, the um, his form from in September sort of thing, and hoping it was you know just a little blip. Um, but. It, you know, his head's not here as Dana pointed out um, and I'd rather have someone um, playing for us who you know want to play um, you know Tav's, Tav's sat there 
Um, I don't know if obviously any of Tav came on, but did he come on for Braithwaite on Saturday? He did. He did yeah. He did, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. Um, yeah. If you're gonna, you know, um, leave Braithwaite out of the squad, you're obviously only left with Downing and Tav as wingers. But um, that that's what I'd prefer to go with because. If someone's got the ability and they don't want to use it, then don't play them. It's a, it's a bit like Ramirez. It's not as bad, but it's, you know, it's at that level. He doesn't want to be playing, really. Um, so I, I wouldn't play him. He hasn't got himself sent off yet. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't went to those I still can't forgive Ramirez for that. I don't know. But, I don't know was, but the worst thing is, it's against Bournemouth, the team that we always concede three against, and we always give a penalty away. And he, well, to be fair, I'm not listening the other day. Sorry. I'm completely off topic, but Bournemouth are still getting penalties like every week. I've watched match of the day and Bournemouth get a penalty every week. I, I don't know how it's still like yeah. no one's investigated it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in terms of like Ramirez, yeah, it hasn't hit those levels. You're right, you're spot on. Um, but he probably doesn't deserve to be in the team come Saturday, in my opinion. I haven't put him in my 11, and just as a spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but Tav replaced him, but. I know that he's he's just been injured uh, again, but Harry Chapman, he's probably he's got more talent than we sit with um, than Tav when I've seen him. He's very quick, he's direct. Um, a lot of clubs are watching him for a while. Um, do, would you ever put him back in the team if he was to be fit, or would you give him the chance potentially as Burton when we play them? Def definitely, yeah. I think um, on top of the things that you pointed out there um, with Chapman, uh, I think he's got that technical ability that a lot of our players do lack um, that sort of trickiness where we just but I don't see how many players like that ever <laughs> so but to, to come from the youth system and have that is, is great but it's obviously just a shame like you say the injuries that he keeps picking up um, and I hope that doesn't hinder his, his uh, progression really so no. he hasn't really had much game time though that's the thing like, even yeah. Uh, even in the cup, I know he played against. I can't remember who it was. Was it Notts County? And then he got injured. Mm -hmm. It was like a shoulder injury. Um, it, I don't know. It just keeps like obviously luck isn't isn't you know on his side, but he needs to have some sort of involvement. Like January, I think it's a big month because he needs to go out on loan. He's he's just turned twenty one, yeah. so he does need to be kind of establishing himself in some team, whether that be you know kind of getting into Borough's squad or getting into a you know. A, Sheffield United or, or Blackburn like he did before he needs to be having that game time so I don't know whether to whether we should play him from the start against Burton but I definitely think he should be on the bench Fair enough um, but I know we mentioned players that don't want to be here there is one player probably does want to be here and he hasn't been mentioned in recent weeks but Darren Randolph um, 10, get, 10 clean sheets so far this season do you think he's a little bit underrated Darren Randolph or he doesn't get the credit he deserves at the moment I don't know. I think he, he gets the credit when, and when I th yeah, I do think he gets he gets the credit when he should get the credit because when he makes you know some game change, game saving saves, if that even makes sense, um, he does. You know, people do do applaud him, but in terms of generally, I do think he slips a little bit under under people's you know estimations a little bit because obviously it is about the defense. Borough's defense and their defensive record has always been good, but I think in terms of the goalkeeper, he, he has kind of. Maybe he's a little bit underrated, but when he does need to kind of step up to the plate, he does, and people do appreciate that. I do think. Okay. Yeah, I think with some teams in the past, even when we've had a a good defence, um, they've had a mistake in them. Um, but I don't, I don't really feel as as much that with uh, Randolph, because um, even when it's sort of 
the other team really hasn't had a chance or had a shot, he can still pull a save out. You know, what I mean, to keep that sort of alertness and concentration, even if you know you haven't had much to do, is yeah. is really good. So. Uh, yeah, I think he's been fantastic this season. Um, we'll probably keep the the some of the fans quite who always scream for Demi to still be playing. Um, <laughs> quite, uh, but I do love Demi, and he, no, I don't mean it. Uh, but Dan Randolph's playing. I think obviously with Randolph, it kind of like you say, gets underrated. Uh, he's underrated because because we don't talk about him because we don't have to. He's almost like he, he's the one that's we we always put him in. Like everyone puts him in the team. It's like it's not there's no contest yeah. type of thing. Where the others you can kind of debate who might be in certain positions. But I think Randolph is the only one where it's it's pretty pretty, pretty given. Yeah, competition, yeah, yeah so. sweet. First number change for any really. Um, just Mr. Consistent. Yeah, he's prone like that one error and he gives me a little bit of a fright every time he goes, it takes like ten minutes to kick a ball. But <laughs> far from that, like he's been brilliant and even I know, even Victor Valdez was was brilliant when he was at the club, but just yeah. it was a shame we had a really bad defence then you can't save them all. But best defence in the league. I think as well, um I know technically he's he's not British, um he's Irish, but I think in a sense as well it's a bit like um, I, I was saying this the other day about it's, it's not a borough player but about uh, Glenn Murray in terms of, of, of fantasy football um, about people still underrate Glenn Murray in the sense that he's came from a lower division and he's English and whatever whereas if he was Brazilian or something else it'd be a lot different and I think that'd be the same with Randolph if Randolph was like had a name with Ez on the end like yeah. Valdez you know what I mean it'd be a lot different where it'd be it'd seem like he'd be better than what he is no. Um, I don't know if that's a thing no, no. but to I me it's kind so. of what it, it seems like sometimes no, I think that's absolutely spot on um, people put too much pressure on like British players anyway and then when they have one bad game they get absolutely slated but when they play one good game it goes unnoticed a little bit um, but anyway moving on before I come on to Wigan um, kind of throwing you under the bus a little bit here but it's, it's popped in my head but um, seeing on like Twitter over the last few days um, Fulham are doing oh, I'm not seeing on Twitter Fulham are doing bad but I've noticed that Fulham are bottom of the Premier League not doing very well at the moment conceding loads of goals Djokanovic could potentially become available people were saying maybe switching with Pulis um, would you or would you just keep Pulis at the moment I have my like theory behind it but I want to hear what you think about it I'd keep Pulis I think we did, I think we spoke about it last week mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was uh, on the mic or, or not but um Basically said that if if we were to go up, Tony Pulis would be the man I'd want in charge. But you know, because he can keep us up. You see, you're kind of struggling. I don't. I don't. Th- to be honest with Fulham, I don't think it's all your kind of fault because mm. they have uh, signed a lot of players. Whether those players are signed by him, who knows? But um, they have brought in a lot of players that is just completely kind of. Disruptive. Thrown, yeah, yeah. It's just like a whole new back four yeah, as well, pretty much. Well, is, isn't it? So. Yeah. And there's no cohesion in the team. So I don't I mean, going back to the point, I mean if it was a different um if we had a different manager in charge, not Tony Pulis, then probably yeah, I would have Jukanovic. But the fact that it's Pulis, if we do go up and that's a big if, I would want Pulis Pulis in charge. Are you the same or I, yeah, I agree with that point. If we went up I would want um Pulis in charge to sort of keep us up. Um and also I think it goes back to the, the point you were saying yourself last week about um, when someone comes in, given given that time, I think we were talking about sort of two yeah. years to build your philosophy. And I think 
if we kind of just threw that out of the window again and got somebody else it's a whole new revamp again um, Tony Pulis is still not completed what people would say is his team because he missed some of his targets so you know if you got your canvich in it'd be kind of again you'd be wanting to revamp the squad and it'd be another year of potentially not going up and, and all of that so um, it, I think he's a good manager but I think it'd be, it wouldn't be the right time yeah, I agree, and I, I don't think we have, even have the right players for Jakanovic either. We don't even have like attacking players, and people are slitting that we are not playing attacking football. Well, try play attacking football. We've got like twenty defenders and no attackers. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's really difficult um, to play such an offensive style um, with the type of players that we have, and I don't think people really realise that just because Jakanovic is an attacking manager doesn't mean that we're going to play attacking football. He's going to notice that we're strong defensively and probably build on that. Like Pulis has, but moving on, um, that's kind of done with. Now we'll sweep that under the rug. But Wigan, Saturday, new owners. Um, Dave Whelan's just sold the club for twenty-two million pound, um, which is a bit of an end of an era for him. I always like to listen to Dave Whelan how he broke his leg in the FA Cup <laughs> final. Um, but <laughs> the start of quite bright, Wigan, uh, so far this season. Do you think it's going to be a difficult game? Bear in mind, Borough haven't scored in four league games at home. Uh, Dana, do you want to kick it off? Do you think we'll win? What do you think is going to be any different? Or what is your um, thoughts on Wigan Athletic? I don't know. I mean, I think it will be a difficult game. I think any any game in the Championship is. But, you know, the, the, we're both without winning four. So, you know, it, it could throw up any result. I personally think that we have the quality to get past Wigan. We should have the quality to get past Wigan. The only issue is, uh, well for them anyways, their injuries, they've been hit by quite a few um, hamstring injuries. We've got Will Grigg out, uh, Michael Jakes, Jacobs is out, Nick Powell is out as well, we were linked with him in the in the summer. They, I think he's got, he's got he's their top scorer and top assister with four, four each. So I think given their injuries, we have a, a good chance of getting a few goals past them, but it is Borough. I don't know, they might score an own goal again and we might still be sat here waiting for yeah. one of our players to score. That's true. Are you the same, or you think draw, get beat? I, I think I think we will have the quality to get past them, but I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be close. I, um, with a lot of games, we haven't blew anyone away this season, barring that Sheffield game. Um, so I think it could be one nil win for Borough, somewhere like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I took a look at um, Wigan earlier today because. I had a feeling that they were going to be higher than what they were based on how they started at the season because I remember when they won 3-0 away at Stoke and I was thinking um, they'll be a lot higher judged on that but um, like Dana said they haven't you know the win list is in four um, in the last six the form's not very good the games that they have done well in tend to be at home um, so they do kind of make um, their home ground a fortress and away from home they, they haven't they don't have a good record at all um, which plays in our favour there um, and I've I seen an interesting thing on Twitter about uh, Wigan and it was saying um, it was like sort of stats again but it, it was kind of like uh, pointing out that their main weaknesses um, particularly in the last couple of games but it's kind of for the whole season the, the season overall is that they lose possession quite often and they commit like a high number of errors compared to the rest of the league um, which, as we've seen from Borough's past few goals, a lot of them have been from errors um, in the Ipswich game, in the Sheffield game, the own goal against Derby. So 
have players in our favour because we don't tend to score a lot without yeah. some without some mistakes. So when I seen that, I thought, yeah. So um, yeah, it, it could definitely be um, a winnable game for Borough. Um, but like you say, that there's always that potential of a banana skin. It was it was the same with Rotherham, um, but I think they're going to come differently. How Rotherham are, I think they're going to try and play to attack us, whereas Rotherham was come there and sit sit back and play to a game plan of a you know a counter attack. So yeah, my my predictions are kind of a, a one 0 win for Borough. Oh, I said Brighton for something like one Brighton. Um, yeah, no, I agree with both your points. Both points that you've said. I think we should be strong enough to get past Wigan, and we should be playing our our style and be on the front foot from the off. Um, I think that one goal will make the difference if we do score, and whoever does score from us, um, it'll be a big part to play in the game. If we do score early doors, and I've always preached it, if we score early doors, we'll kick on with games, and that's been the same for what four, five, six years now, um, under Crank, uh, under Monk, um, and under, under Pulis as well, sorry Steve Agnew, but you don't, you don't make the cut, but um, <laughs> I think once we score goals, we're strong, always have been, we've got a great record um, in, in, in doing so, and with the defence that we have, we should win this football match quite comfortably, um, and hopefully we will try and be in that top two con the end of the weekend but if not it doesn't really matter um, even if we win we have to pick up points and I think come obviously looking past Wigan and going into January if we're in that playoff place or in around the playoffs get the right players in I bet I'm fairly confident we'll be doing something around there um, as I co- before I come to your starting 11s um, just one point Norwich top of the league at the moment um, I thought it was Leeds. Oh, sorry, Leeds. Just getting the top, haven't they? Yeah. Um, yeah Nor- difference, yeah. Norwich are up there, though. And mm. um, my point's going to be: Do you think we should potentially look at them as maybe playoff places again? God, I hope not. I'm still scarred from uh, Wembley because uh, if we end up in the playoffs for them again, I'll have a nightmare. Um, no, I think we should. They've come from pretty much nowhere, but they've they've got some good players that. Um, what was the guy that scored against us, Pookie, I think he's called. Is yeah. um, I think he's been quite quite good for them this season. So I was going to say we should sign him, but he's just joined them, so yeah. never mind. Um, no, yeah, we should. We should. They have flown on, under the radar, but they're up there for a reason. So we've got to pay attention to teams like that. No, I, yeah, no, they picked up some surprising results. Um, uh, a work colleague of mine actually supports Norwich as well, so um, it'd be quite good to sort of. Well, it wouldn't be because I. Nerves would be all over the place if we were in a, a playoff final against them. But um, no, it's good that they're up there for the office banter, really. But uh, they are, like I said, they've flown under the radar. And I said that to them the other week. And um, the players are not kind of, look, looking on paper compared to, say, like Stoke and West Brom and some of the other teams. You wouldn't expect them to be to be up there. Um, but they've got quite a contingent of, of German players and then Pookie's finish, I think, as well. So it's a few unknowns in there but they're, they're doing pretty well they've had some uh, uh, I think they drew away at Derby the other week and that was mm-hmm. a really good result so no that's just maybe a team to look at there's obviously we'll be talking about loads of different teams coming the end of the season but yeah. let's come towards the end starting 11s uh, who should I start with go on Elliot start kick us off um, what would be your starting 11 uh, come Saturday yeah so kind of going off um, what we were saying earlier about back threes and back fours um, and sort of the balance I know you kind of 
think that we're more balanced when we have a back three um, and sort of hit around the counter-attack the way Tony Pulis wants to play but um, I prefer us in a back four because I think we can still sort of have that counter-attacking play but it's just with the wingers rather than the wing backs in a sense Yeah. Um, and then it sort of allows for I think just more of an all-round more balanced um, team and sort of being able to fit the right people in um, so if, if I was picking a team I'd go obviously with Randolph in goal um, I was going to go McNair right back but I really had a hard time choosing who to go to centre back so going off what happened at Stoke as well I'm going to go Fry right back Okay. Um, I think if you can play shot on right back then you can play Fry right back we've converted every other, uh, <laughs> we've converted a lot of positions to right back over the years. So it's you could put Gustad there. Millsborough, <laughs> Millsborough make strikers to very good right backs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we, we change every position. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna go with Fry right back. Um, Danny Bart and Flint in centre back. Um, yeah. Obviously Bart, I think, just because of his recent performances, as we mentioned earlier. Um, Flint, um, I think, is a, a better defender than Ayala. He's a goal threat. Um, that's why them two are both in there. Friend had got left back, um, maybe because we don't have no, choice there. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, he, he's a half little decent player when you know when we when we need him to be. Um, he has that mistake in him, but you know, can be reliable. Um, in midfield, um, I'm going to go with Clayton as the sort of holding midfielder. Standard, standard, really, isn't it, Mister Consistent? Yeah, he, he's kind of up there with Randolph and in sort of being on on the team sheet, um, pretty much straight away. Um, and then it's kind of these other two, it's kind of what we've we've been debating about over the past few weeks, and it was out of Bessic, Housen, and Wing for me. Um, and only just have I went Bessic over Wing, um, so I put a Housen in, and I've only just went Bessic over Wing. Um, oh, sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> And that was just um, because of a, a thing that was pointed out to me today by uh, James Lees, again, um, uh, my marketing director. So he was just saying about kind of the way um, we're going to go, Wigan are going to come and play. Um, and also from what Dana was saying about the injuries, um, they've been playing kind of a, a centre attacking mid, they've been playing in front as well. So it's kind of like they've got a bunch of midfielders. So it's going to be quite congested in that thing, and I, not that I don't trust Wing being there, but I think I, I just want the experience of Bessic and Clayton in there to sort of break up the play, get involved, um, you know, push on, get forward. Um, whereas I think Wing, as you pointed out last week, Johnny, I think it was where he was a bit out of position sometimes, mm-hmm. and he was a bit that one or two yeah. yards behind. So I think that's why I went with Bessic over, over Wing. Um, and then the front three kind of is um, I've went with Tav on the right um, I know I said he showed that naivety when he came on but I also agreed with um, the point that you know he was quick direct um, you know pacey obviously when he came on um, Downing on the other side um, poses a constant threat with crossing um, set pieces obviously he is our main set piece taker um, and then I've reverted back to British on Malongo up front because I think he's the most prolific we have. Um, um, you know, when given the chance, I think he can stick it away. Um, I was tempted to switch it um, as we were talking just off mic before we started. Um, as Dana pointed out, 
Uh, we're gonna have a six foot six foot seven centre back called Dan Byrne. Um, so that might, if we tried a few crosses, he, he's probably gonna be put in the air. Um, so you know, we were toying with the ideas of of Gustav and Hugel, but um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with Brit. Okay. Fair enough. I know you're. Do you want to come back? I know you're changing no, no, a little um, bit. I've got it. I've got it. I'm just sorting it out. I'm a neat freak. Anyway, um, yeah, same. No, not the same back four. Same goalkeeper, of course. Uh, Don Randolph, pretty standard. Um, then mine is the same as Elliot's. I'm going four at the back, but instead of uh, Fry, I've got McNair. Keep Bart in there because his form's good. And then in midfield, Clayton in front of the back four, and then I did have winging, but you made a good point about um about Wigan. They have Joe Garner and Josh Windass up front, I think. So, mm-hmm. no, Joe Garner's a pretty tenacious player. We saw him against Preston. We came, we went to Deepdale. I think it was a nil-nil draw. Stuart Darwin's first game back, and he was a uh, he was one of those players that you absolutely hate to play against, but you know, brilliant if they're on your team. Uh, so I'd go with, with House and a little bit of midfield discipline uh, alongside Besic and then uh, Tav and Downing on the wings and then this is the interesting thing and hear me out, Rudy Gasted up front and it's only because I looked into Wigan's stats, they are third bottom when it comes to aerial duels, one I know Dan Byrne, six foot seven, but they are, th- <laughs> they are third bottom when it comes to aerial duels one this season. And also, their mid, their centre mid, Sam Morsey, has uh, has made thirty five conceded thirty five uh, free kicks, uh, giving away thirty five fouls. Um, only uh, Massimo uh, Luongo and our favourite Nuiu of uh, of Sheffield Wednesday have uh, conceded more. So that's why I've gone with with Rudy. The Gested okay. bomb was not dropped by the Gested. I was waiting for you to drop Gested in there. Um, but I'm kind of similar to you. So I've, I've been toying with like a couple of ideas while you've been saying it. Um, Randolph, standard. Um, I don't know whether to change it now. Um, I might go to a five. Are you bottling it like Derby? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, realistically, I think Ayala's going to be back in the team. I think. I don't know, you know, I, I think Ayala's been left out in the past when he's kind of come back from injury and suspension or whatever. I, uh, he has been left out in the past. I don't know. My only thought is we might play three at the back because when they play four, like a 4 4 1 1, you have the option then to kind of like overpower them. Um, you can bring the wing backs forward as well um, and you can allow their centre forward to kind of sit with. Um, Clayton in, in the midfield, so Clayton will stop him, and then you can push. You can push forward a little bit and kind of suffocate the other team a little bit. So I'm kind of toying with the, the three at the back a little bit. But actually, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going three at the back. Um, Randolph in goal, uh, Ayala, Flint, uh, and Bath. Um, friend Bath. on the, or Bat or whatever you want to say. Him is. No, both of them were on. Oh, Bat. Bat or tomato, tomato. Okay, all right. Um, George Friend on the left, uh, I've got Dale Fry on the right, so it kind of be like five at the back a little bit. Um, Clayton, I'll go Bezic, Wing and Downing, then Braithwaite, not Braithwaite, Brits on Blinger up top. Okay. Hear me out. So, right, it's kind of like a 4-2-2-1. No, it's not, it's a 5-2-2-1, two, two, right? Yeah. 
wing backs pushing forward it's like you four um, and then it also kind of makes you have inverted strikers with winging down and I feel like they're more attacking than should we say well I'd, I'd rather play wing over Braithwaite at the minute because Braithwaite's been gashed so um, yeah, so it's kind of the two is uh, Clayton and Besic and then there's two more in front of them is winging down and then yeah. assemble longer okay. yeah so it kind of gives them extra space when they go on 3v2 on the on the two centre-backs. And since Dan Burns foot 6'7", generally tall players are quite slow. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe we, we go through on goal. Um, we don't have, really have the pace if we have Gustav up there. Sorry, Dan. Um, but I just think, yeah, Britt should definitely start. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if Hugo started. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Because I don't think he actually played that bad. No, he didn't, and he needs to build his confidence up as well. So if you kind of if if Pulis drops him after that game, it'll be a bit of a kick in the balls, won't it, for him a little bit? Because it's like, well, you know, he came out after the game and said he played well, and then drops in the next game. It's like it kind of clashes a little bit with with what he said after after the game. Mm, okay, okay, but yeah, maybe I think the realistic team would be like four three three same again. Um, same as we yeah. played against Stoke. I think that's what's playing. Yeah, that, that, that's obviously the thing, isn't it? We, um, we name our teams and it, it's kind of a bit more um, creative. But Pulis is obviously known for his uh, sort of sticking to lineups, and then if someone does come out, they kind of get a, a bit of a run, I guess, unless unless they play shockingly bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's going to be much um, invention in terms of like the team. We, we, a lot of it doesn't change um, so much, which is. Know, displeasure of some but yeah fair enough score predictions um, oh Elliot what do you think I, I said 1-0 earlier but I think it, I think either a 1 or 2-0 um, I think if we get that if we get the first goal early on then I think 2-0 if it comes a little bit later in the second half um, then I think it'll, we'll just see how 1-0 wins Danny you the same 2-0 2-0 Borough okay. Rudy will score them both I'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> put, your, <laughs> put your money on it um, I'm going to say 2-0 as well but I'm also going to go with, I'm going to go with Aiden and Flint scoring I just think I just have a funny feeling we're going to score a set piece now that you mentioned it, so we haven't we scored set pieces or was it well, anyway, I haven't scored since one since, since yeah since August so you never know um, but rounding things up um, will Bora be back near the top or will we draw once again and be frustrated Come next week. This is the Bora Breakdown Podcast. I'm Johnny Bullock with Elliot Venders and Dana from Everton FC. Thank you for listening. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.